Coming up this week on Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, Porsche throws its hat in the EV game. Maybe, kinda, sorta. The recently set record for furthest distance traveled on a single charge is shattered. And the Model X second row seat mystery, part of it may finally be solved. To infinity and beyond. Greetings and salutations, friends. Welcome to Ride the Lightning, the Tesla Motors unofficial podcast, episode 8 for September 20th, 2015. Happy birthday to me. I am 35 years old today, officially mid-30s, early 30s are over, 20s are long gone. Uh, I'm feeling good, looking forward to a good day today. I'm actually thrilled to be doing the show today. We're up to episode 8. I am just having a blast doing this. Thank you again all so much for, for joining me. Uh, I want to share a couple of quick stories with you. Uh, the first is, I'll tell you what, remember last week's show, I was telling you I needed a ton of repairs on my uh, my car, which is a gas-powered car, a, a nine-and-a-half-year-old Infiniti at this point. Well, I went and had them done. I'd found, I mentioned I found a, a really, really awesome guy who is uh, way cheaper than the dealer and also just way more, has more, way more attention to detail. He was putting in better parts, you know, for things that needed to be done. Uh, just a fantastic guy. I, I was really impressed with him, but I'll tell you what, when I got there and I was, uh, we got the car right up on the lift and just started talking to him for a while before I, before I headed off and left him alone to work. I, I really, I, I had this genuine realization because, you know, I, I don't get to see my car or any car up on a lift very often. It's just not part of my uh, daily routine. And I really just looking up at my own car uh, up above me on a lift and just seeing all of the pipes, all of the fluids. We were draining the rear differential, the coolant, the, uh, the, the clutch fluid, all the power steering, all this stuff. And I, was, I really I just looked up at it and saw all the sort of little, little bits of rust here and there. I mean, I'm in California, so it's not too bad. But the, you know, the scratches on the catalytic converters from where to bottomed out over something or what have you just looking at all this stuff uh, there's all these you know there's all these smokes and gases and fluids going through this thing i really genuinely thought man this is dumb why are we all still doing this so again as i said last week if you're fortunate enough that you've got a tesla in your life right now treasure it don't take it for granted uh you are you are so lucky and the rest of us will hopefully be joining you in a couple few years once Model 3 hits the road. But uh, another interesting Tesla note before I start the show proper. So I work in San Francisco, and on the on, uh, I was driving by... Uh, I, I, the, the strangest billboard caught my eye this week. And it, it's on... If you're in San Francisco, as I know a lot of Tesla owners are in the Bay Area, but if you happen to be in San Francisco and you're on Brannon Street, just past 5th, if you're heading sort of southwest towards the 280 on-ramp, it's between 5th and 6th on Brannon. Uh, take a look. There's a billboard there. The, <laughs> someone actually took out a billboard that says uh, something along the lines I'm paraphrasing here. Buying a Tesla? Save $1,000 by entering my referral code. Visit, and I'm not going to plug the guy's site, uh, but I went there. And by the way, he had a toll-free, he had an 888 number as well that you could call to get the information if you didn't want to go to the website. So I went there, 
I, I went there and his Tesla username, I'll give his Tesla username because I, I wanted to ask you guys a favor. His Tesla username for the site, for the referral site, is Nicholas, spelled the traditional way with, it, with an H, N-I-C-H-O-L-A-S, Nicholas2242. So for those of you who have the access to the leaderboard on the referral program, I think it's, it, it's anybody with a My Tesla account, I believe, I'm curious if he is on the leaderboard, if this effort of his is working. I actually, I want to tip my cap. It's, it is quite the gung-ho effort to try and get himself that free, fully loaded Founder Series Model X. I mean, you gotta figure, the website's cheap. It literally just refers, it refers straight to the design studio, but with his referral code. So that's smart on his part. He doesn't even mess around with, with a, a front page of any kind. And I mean, I don't know what a toll-free number costs to get, but uh, it's the, I gotta figure the billboard space is the one that's probably not that cheap. But I love that. I love the fact the the spirit here. He is willing to invest a bit of money to try and get that free Model X. So uh, Nicholas two two four two Nicholas. I w- I wish you luck, and I am very curious if someone could email the show this week or tweet me. Uh, you can tweet me at DMC underscore Ryan or email the show teslapodcast at gmail.com. Or Nicholas, if you're out there, call in or write me. And I would be just very curious to, to hear your, your thoughts behind this. Uh, so I guess hopefully I'll find out by in time for next week's show where Nicholas stands in, his, in the quest to get himself that free Model X, which is still up, it's still as far as I know. I haven't seen anything indicating that it's, uh, I believe it's still up for grabs in North America. Of course, Bjorn Nyland has the, uh, the European one. So uh, good luck to you, Nicholas. And I appreciate your uh, your spirit, your your clear burning desire to get yourself that X. All right, come right back. We've got some news to get to. Plenty of interesting stuff this week right after this. First up this week, all of the you know, sort of business, uh, Wall Streety kind of websites this week were lighting up with this Tesla killer, that Tesla killer, this automaker's coming after Tesla. Well, uh, it, w- it was a busy week. The big ones, uh, Audi saying they want, they're going to bring out a, uh, a Q6, an SUV to compete with Model X in, oh, three years or so. But then the big one was Porsche, who at the Frankfurt Auto Show unveiled the Mission E concept sedan. They say it will recharge 80% of its 300-mile battery range in 15 minutes. It does seat four, not five, and not seven with jump seats. Zero to 60 time is offered at 3.5 seconds. So basically the 2015 P85D's sport mode, that's, uh, of course, you'd have to turn insane or ludicrous off to get it uh, down, get it, get it up, I should say, to three and a half seconds. Now, the interesting thing here, Porsche has said they'll decide whether to actually build this car by the end of the year. And if they build it, it'll hit the road by the end of the decade, maybe 2019. Porsche did offer a very uh, respectful quote saying, uh, we have great respect for Tesla. They are the only one 
who have brought an electric vehicle to, on the market that you have to take seriously. So unlike a few weeks ago when we talked about the uh, CEO of Aston Martin sort of giving a diss to saying, saying that ludicrous mode is stupid, we have Tesla, uh, excuse me, Porsche, at least showing a bit of respect. And Tesla answered back, uh, Tesla spokeswoman Kobe Brooklyn saying, quote, we are happy that more companies are deciding to put electric vehicles on the road. And I think that ultimately, you know, Tesla fans want to, they want to be, they want to, you know, they're rooting for their guy. That's, they've got their, their dog and the, their horse in the race. And, you know, they, they want to champion their, their car and their brand, which is great. But I do think that Elon himself is probably ultimately happy to hear this. He may, you know, he may laugh at, at one part or another or believe they're not actually going to build it, but he's probably got to be happy that these big automakers, especially the big competitors, these, you know, Porsche is an extremely beloved, well-respected, veteran auto manufacturer. Elon's got to be happy. I, I think he is happy that, that uh, people are starting to take him seriously. And this goes back to... Remember my point from episode one of the show where I gave my personal theory for the real reason that ludicrous mode was done, especially so soon after insane mode. If you didn't hear the show, if you didn't hear episode one, you know, it was my opinion, my theory that ludicrous mode was really all about, uh, you know, Elon had opened up the patents he had, he had straight up said when they won car of the year, we, we want people to copy us. We hope more people build EVs. And no one has, n despite, despite the invitation, despite the open patents, nobody was, you know, nobody was blinking. Nobody was moving. It was just status quo for everybody. So it is my opinion that ludicrous mode was born out of Elon's decision to say, screw this. Nobody's going to take me up on my my uh, available patents that I've opened up and then I am going to embarrass every, I'm going to build a car that just embarrasses everyone else and they will be left with no choice but to come into the market with an EV. And I think now we're starting to see that because look at the timing of this. I mean, ludicrous mode is uh, an insane, uh, you know, insane mode as well. These, these cars, you know, Audi and Porsche, Aston Martin, you look when they've all been announced the last six months or so. Uh, I know you know, ludicrous, ludicrous is very recent, but it, you know I think insane mode is when it started. I think people had to start taking EVs very seriously because they realized, well, geez, these guys, <laughs> these guys are just going to leave us behind. We are going to be done if we allow Tesla to just continue as they are, just un you know unchecked. So I think. Ultimately, that's the reason why I believe Elon is happy to see this, because I think his plan is working. I think his plan was to embarrass everyone into making EVs, and I think that is working. So, uh, yeah, competition is good. I hope Porsche builds this car. It's unfortunate that it's only going to seat four, even though its battery pack is in the floor. Uh, so I don't know what's holding up, why there's a tunnel in this car, and why there's not a fifth seat in the middle. I do hope they build it, but remember, of course, Tesla has, you know, this is a, we'll decide by the end of the year whether to build this, and then we'll get it on the road by the end of the decade. I'll be in my Model 3, my performance signature dual motor Model 3 by that point, and God knows where the Model S is going to be 
by the end of the decade. Probably four to 500 mile range at the top end, you know, with a zero to 60 time, you know, high twos, maybe even down to the mid twos by that point. Maybe the Roadster, you know, the well, Roadster could be by 2020, the next gen Roadster that with uh, with maximum plaid mode, which by the way, I think Elon was serious about. I, I think some people wrote that off as a joke. I think there's a very good chance you will see a maximum plaid button in the next gen Roadster, which I expect to, to get to 60 miles an hour in something like 2.2, 2.3 seconds. But, uh, you know, the thing is with with... Porsche saying that they might build this, even if they do build it. It's as, as I've talked about before, Model S will be light years past this by the time Porsche were to, to get Mission E out. L- again, look how much the Model S has advanced in barely three years. It's gone from, you know, the, again, I, I, we covered this on earlier shows, but we're up to, you know, we've got all-wheel drive mode, we've got Ludacris, we've got autopilot, Firmware updates have added a lot, like you know the integrating the supercharger uh, routing in, into into the maps. Uh, the supercharger network itself has grown exponentially. Porsche doesn't have a network. They claim they're going to recharge this car super fast, but where's the network? Is it going to go into dealers? Well, there aren't any dealers in the middle of nowhere, which is where you need to charge. So, it's I I see this as Porsche trying to keep their Panamera and their Cayenne customers from jumping ship to the Model S and Model X, res- respectively. But it's it's probably too late for that. I mean, if, if you look around, the, the Bay Area is a very affluent area. There are a lot of very beautiful cars here. I see uh, Model S's on a daily basis. Tesla has already, by anecdotal accounts, I don't have numbers in front of me, but Tesla has already eaten the lunch of of those cars you know it's uh it's as if they've tesla they've got they've got both hands on the cayenne's jacket and got them slammed up against the high school locker it's like or give me your lunch um you know i see model s's every day i do not see panameras particularly often there are there are still there are a ton of cayennes but that's because the model x isn't out yet i very much expect here in the bay area to see that tide turn over the next two to three years, where the uh, where I would once see Cayennes very fairly frequently, those are going to turn into Model Xs. But again, we'll see what happens with Porsche. At least they're starting to to flirt with with EVs on a serious level. So we'll see what happens there. Remember Bjorn, Bjorn Nyland, uh, set the world record very recently for furthest distance charged on a single charge, excuse me, furthest distance traveled on a single charge in an EV. He said that very recently uh, on the show a few weeks ago, three, four weeks ago, where we covered that. I predicted, because he did it in a P85D, I predicted that an 85D would break it pretty soon, and indeed, that is exactly what has happened. Casey Spencer. Let's tip our caps to Casey Spencer. He drove his 85D 550.3 miles, taking 26 hours at a cruise speed of 22 miles an hour. His average speed for the for the trip was uh, 21 and change. Uh, he uh, he slightly overinflated his tires to 50 psi. He turned off climate control. He dimmed the screen. He did everything he could. 
He started a bit downhill, then drove mostly flat, and then on his final stretch, he had a 30-mile-an-hour tailwind. He ended up circling the supercharger at the end of his route a couple of times just to get a couple more miles. He did not stop over 26 hours consecutive driving alone. Alone. He tried to live stream it for a while, but his, his, uh, he ran out of laptop batteries. So 26 hours by himself, no entertainment of any sort. But he was, he had said, uh, I watched his video. He had said, I'm, the only thing I'm really worried about is getting pulled over by the police because he's, he was driving with his hazard lights on because he's doing 22 on, you know, sort of back, back roads, uh, but nevertheless, you know, sort of interstate kind of roads. And he was in fact pulled over once. He, he wrote it at the end of his video saying that the cop just wanted to know more about the Tesla. He was not issued any citations or, or found to be doing anything wrong. He also said he was tailed for a while at one point by one police officer, and he theorized that the cop was running his plates because he's driving with his hazard lights on at 22 miles an hour. The guy came up, found the clean record, and, and moved on. But my goodness, bravo, Casey. You've shattered the record. I think you should get something from Tesla. I hope you'll get some sort of recognition and not just for using the car to do something awesome, which you've done, but you should at the very least be recognized for your sheer physical human achievement. 26 hours, no bathroom breaks. He, had a, he said he had a box of granola bars to sustain him. Now, in one of my favorite video games, you guys know I, I, I'm a, I work with video games by day at, at IGN. Rock Band. The Rock Band series is one of my all-time favorite games. It's coming back in just a few weeks here. Rock Band 4 is coming out for uh, Xbox One and PS4. I'm very excited. But there's a, there is an achievement that you can unlock. Just this little, if you're not familiar, it's kind of just this little badge that goes on your, your gamer profile that you can unlock in Rock Band called Bladder of Steel, which you get for completing all 57 or so songs in the game without pausing. In other words, you have to play them all in a row, which, you know, in every song, you're looking at three to five minutes a song times 50-something songs. It's crazy. So, uh, Casey, Spencer, you, sir, get the Bladder of Steel achievement in real life. My goodness. Tip of the cap. I think this is great what you've done. And this one, I think this record is going to stand for a little while. Now, I may be wrong, because guess what? A 90D could take, could take this down. He did, he did it in an 85D, and again, Tesla's got another car out there, a 90D, which you know could, could theoretically... I wonder if a 90D could get to 6, could get to 600. At one point in his trip, Casey was projecting that maybe he could get to 6, but um, I think this record's going to hold for a little while, even though theoretically a 90D could do it. I think it's going to hold for a little while, if only because of, again, the physical part of it. Going 26 straight hours. I mean, I suppose, you know, he could have done it. You Maybe somebody in a 90D will do it with two people. Um, Casey chose, he said he chose to do it by himself for just the weight, to have less weight in the car. So he did it by himself. But I think this one could hold for a little while. Bravo, Casey. You've... Uh, 
you've you've done a good thing here just showing look boy a tesla can can go pretty darn far and, and an electronic vehicle electric vehicle rather can go extremely far so good for you sir speaking of bjorn nyland who's uh, of course whose record was just broken by casey Bjorn, as you know, has a free fully loaded Founders Series Model X coming his way via the Model S referral program that he was the first to get to 10 Model S referrals in Europe. Uh, he, but see, remember, he also gets $10,000, a thousand for each of those referrals. And it's possible, I don't know if it capped at 10 or if the, the, that's unlimited, but he's got at least 10 grand coming his way for each of those referrals. He is using that money to buy. Uh, now, I actually need the audience's help. I, you know, I'm I follow Tesla closely, but I've never actually heard anyone say. I don't know how this is supposed to be pronounced. Is it Kadimo or Kadimo? The uh, you know the C H A D E M O, the sort of hybrid abbreviation thing, the charging standard. Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, with Kadimo for now until someone corrects me on next week's show. Please either tweet me, call in, help me out. I would appreciate it. But in any case, Bjorn is going to use his referral money that he's getting from Tesla to buy uh, Cadmo charging adapters, which are of course more prevalent in his neck of the woods. And he is going to distribute them for free to Tesla owners in Norway. So again, bravo Bjorn. That is, that is, a, that is a wonderful human gesture. That is, that is the, the good spirit. You're giving Tesla owners a good name. Uh, and my, you, sir, have some good karma coming your way. This is, this is the kind of stuff I love to see from. And this is, this is the kind of thing that I see in the Tesla community, even though I'm not an owner yet. And in fact, a lot of, the, a lot of you listening to the show, I've, a lot of the emails I've been getting so far have have started the same way. They're like, hey, Ryan, I'm enjoying the show. I, too, don't can't afford the, the Model S. I don't have a Tesla yet. So there are just so many of us, uh, so many, but th- those of you who are Tesla owners now, I, I really just, this is the kind of thing that, that I see in the community, and I think this is a great community, and, and that's why I've been a, so happy to, to be a part of it, even if I, you know, I'm on the outside looking in for now. Uh, so just beautiful stuff, Bjorn. And this is, this is the kind of thing that's making the Tesla community a great community to be a part of. Now, finally this week, speaking of the Model X, of course, Bjorn is winning himself one. We finally have our first look at what the second row seats do to accommodate storage. This has been a, a subject to immense speculation ever since the design studio opened for those first signature reservation holders. Nigel M., who is a frequent poster on on the Tesla Motors Club forum, has posted new photo renderings that were recently posted to the design studio for those signature holders that show the second row seats tipping forward for cargo, for maximum cargo volume, but they do not fold down flat, at least not not in the signature series, you know, because they've got the full bolstered, fancy second row seats. A lot of folks are very upset about this. There are a lot of people questioning, well, should I keep my signet? You know, there are people that are, you know, that do not, uh, they, they want that cargo volume, and I don't blame them. I think there's a, it's hard to blame folks about being upset about this because that's, you know, you buy 
a uh, crossover. You buy an SUV for that maximum cargo capacity. And the S already has a ton of it, but that's part of the reason that, that the X should be special is that it's going to have just an unbelievable, just an uncanny amount of storage space. So it's going to be interesting to compare the cargo volumes of X and S, which we'll get to do. You know, it's the September 29th reveal event is coming up. The wait will not be much longer, but uh, will will the height be the only difference in cargo volume? You know, because we do know that the X is uh, is a bit longer. I believe it's five inches. I think is what what Elon had said. Five inches longer and like three inches wider. Was it? I may not be remembering exactly correct, but with uh, the I. You know, I, you, I've got to believe that Tesla has thought this through and and has a plan for this and that everything is going to make sense when we see the car in, a co- in what, nine days. Nine days from, from the airing of this episode. But, yeah, it is. Uh, it tips forward, does not fold flat, doesn't fold all the way, like, doesn't fold backwards, you know, because, I mean, you wouldn't want to put stuff on the nice leather seat anyway. But uh, this is... this this. Uh, this controversy of the second row seats about them being magical, about them being sculpted, and but now about you know how are they going to fold for storage or you know what are they going to do? So we've got seemingly part of our answer. We'll get the rest of it hopefully on September 29th at the Founders Reveal event. So that's it for the news this week. I'll come right back to a couple plugs and hit the road for this week. I spoke too soon. I forgot I've got a couple of voice mailbox calls to get to first. A couple of phone calls. I'm going to start with Tesla 8. You're on the air. Hey, Ryan. This is Tesla 8. I love your show. Um, I wanted to ask you a quick question about battery swapping and why it uh, never got to take off. Um, I know they tried it in uh, Harris Rounds, California for about uh, maybe three or four months. Um, but right before they ended it, it had a big surge of people using um, the supercharger right next door on uh, Memorial Day weekend. There was people waiting maybe five hours or so, and no one was able to use the battery swapping um, because no one was able to man it at that time. Give me your thoughts, and uh, love your show. Talk to you later. Excellent call, sir. Thank you for calling in. Uh, I think battery swapping went away in part. I don't know if it's a small part or if it's a larger part, but I definitely think that the titanium battery shield that has completely, utterly just gotten completely rid of the fire problem, and I'm using air quotes again, uh, the titanium battery shield, I think that's, and that's on every new car, and a lot of the other cars got retrofitted, so... Uh, I think that's actually thrown a wrench into it. When Elon first announced and demoed the battery swap, the battery shield didn't exist yet. That had not come into the picture. So I suspect that the added complication of that shield uh, really just, as I said, threw a wrench into the whole process. And the other part of it is uh, supercharging has gotten faster since, since that announcement as well. And so, uh, and, and we've heard that, you know, there could be further, there could be additional supercharger speed uh, boosts coming. So I think that's, that's the reason that Tesla seems to have backed away from it. 
is just, you know what? Okay, that's the, the titanium shield is kind of just, would, would that have to redesign the whole thing or, or at least really tweak it and adapt it. And uh, they're just doubling down on supercharging instead. However, I do believe that one day, some years from now, I think there's a really good chance that uh, that industrial grade battery swap stations will become a reality when we have when we have Tesla when Tesla has electric semi trucks if they decide to either get in the the semi truck business themselves or just license their battery tech for 18 wheelers. But I think I think battery swap stations could come back someday in a in a you know industrial grade setting for for truck drivers heading across the country. So. Uh, they may not be dead dead. They're they're probably though uh, they're done as far as as far as consumer cars go. But great call there from Tesla Aid. Thank you very much. Next up is Tanner from North Carolina. Go ahead, sir. Hey Ron, um, we just want to say first of all, I really love the show. Uh, my name is Tanner. I'm from North Carolina, and my question is, I was just wondering what you would what you think a Tesla motorcycle might look like. You know, I figured as they're branching out into many different types of vehicles, the Tesla motorcycle would be pretty much the coolest thing I've ever seen. So I want to say uh, you're doing great work. Thank you. Great question here, Tanner. Uh, I don't think that Tesla will build a motorcycle until they can build a pretty long-range version. Now. The Zero motorcycle exists. It's already out. It can go up to 185 miles, which is awesome. That's great. You know, Elon has put put his sort of drawn his line in the sand. 200 miles, real world range. That's what the what what electric vehicles need. I think Tesla is going to get there one day. But you've got to figure they're going to need some gigafactory generated. Uh, you know, economy of scale, battery chemistry improvements in order to get a tiny motorcycle cell, motorcycle battery pack to that capability. Uh, obviously, the weight is much, much lower in a motorcycle. But now the other big question, uh, if you're going to think about doing a Tesla motorcycle, is software. I mean, are you going to connect a Tesla motorcycle to the mothership via 4G? If so, you, you know, you need a nice tiny module for that. That's, I mean, we have those in cell phones, so theoretically that's not, that's not too big of a problem. But then you got to think, well, do you have a screen? Do you have a user interface? What do you let the rider do? What, what functions does a, a motorcycle rider need? Which ones do they want? Uh, I think Tesla will get there with motorcycles again, but I, their, Tesla's primary mission is to get uh, ICE powered cars, cars off the road and replace them with EVs. But I think it's inevitable. It'll happen. And just imagine the performance on one of those bad boys. Uh, that does it for a couple of great calls this week. If you've got a comment or a question or discussion point to raise, give me a call, call me up, leave me your question. The phone number is toll free. You can dial at any time, day or night, 1-800-606- 0697 and dial invitation number 15469. Please leave me your name so I know what to call you and also please try to keep it short. So that'll do it for that and uh, we'll come right back do some plugs.
All right, time to hit the road. I remind you that you can follow me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. And if you've got something to say that won't fit in 140 characters, you can always email me at teslapodcast at gmail.com. If you're a video game player, check me out at my day job. At IGN, I've got a, an Xbox podcast that I do each and every week called Podcast Unlocked. I'd also kindly ask you to stop by my little uh, little side project, my little t-shirt storefront. Nerdstyles.com has uh, 10, right now, we've got some more coming soon, 10 game and geek-inspired t-shirts, as well as a coffee mug for you coffee drinkers out there. I also ask you to, if you take a look, subscribe to Dave T's weekly Tesla newsletter, which you can do for free at teslaweekly.com. It's always a nice help in making sure I've hit all the the big points for the shows each week. And finally, uh, I have to plug the kind provider of my voice mailbox. If you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put into a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. So that's it. Episode 8 is in the books. The September 29th Model X event is coming up very soon. That uh, Count on that being a very Model X-centric show. I'm super stoked. I can't wait for that. We've got one more show in the meantime. So until then, I'll see you next week for Episode 9. Happy motoring, everybody.